Welcome to the Mighty Rip Podcast, hosted by Dave DeBah. As always, the Mighty Rip Podcast is coming to you live from the super plush Mighty Rip Broadcast Studios in the heart of Silicon Valley. Now, to the host that can't stop ripping on players, coaches, and bad front office management, Dave DeBah. Coming up on the Mighty Rip Pod, we take a deep look at Tom Brady and and try to give him some advice on where he and Giselle should settle down. Plus, plus the godfather of New England Patriot football, Robert Kraft, has chimed in, as has Brett Favre. All of that and a whole lot more. Uh, coming up on the Mighty Rip Pod today. But we begin with Robert Kraft, who has made it clear officially where he stands on Tom Brady. Now, I've considered Robert Kraft for years the godfather <laughs> of the New England Patriots. I've always sort of liked this idea that um, there was this godfather with this dynasty in the National Football League that is the Patriots, and there was this one one guy just at the top of the seedy organization that spies on other teams, deflates footballs, does all sorts of other things that make him officially the only godfather in the National Football League. He's clean cut and and seems like he's in charge of a clean organization. But when you dive into it, <laughs> he's selling moonshine in the stadiums. Look, I'm just saying Robert Kraft has always been like the godfather to me. That being said, um, I thought that uh, Robert Kraft's uh, statement earlier in the day, which basically I'm not even going to read it because it was super short. But basically what Robert Kraft said was, hey, you know, if you um, at this point, Tom, you should just go ahead and explore free agency. You owe it to yourself. See what's out there. <laughs> so that's what Robert Kraft said. Now, um, if you're uh, Bill Belichick, because that's who that statement was really for. I mean, that statement wasn't for Tom Brady. Tom Tom already knew that. Tom was already exploring him and Giselle. <laughs> I, I think it would be great like if if Tom Brady and Giselle were actually they like they rented a Winnebago and <laughs> they took the Winnebago from New England and traveled and crisscrossed across the country stopping by, let's say, Tennessee, um, then heading south to Jacksonville, and then back up to Indianapolis. They took a quick stop in Chicago. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if there was a reality show with Tom Brady and Giselle and all the kids in a Winnebago trying (laughs) trying to determine where Tom should play quarterback in the National Football League next year? I'm just saying. So, so Tom, um, so that statement was really for Bill Belichick and basically just giving Bill Belichick the Cartman <laughs> authority to do whatever he wants to do. As for Bill Belichick, 
Look, nobody knows what Bill Belichick's thinking. Come on. Like, I don't know what Bill Belichick's thinking. Hell, Bill Belichick might be eyeing a quarterback from a Division 8 college in Colorado or a Division 10 college in Canada, for all we know. Look, Bill Belichick might have seen something that he hadn't seen out of Matt McGloin (laughs) in the XFL. Like, nobody knows what Bill Belichick is really thinking. He is a chess player. He is a extraordinarily smart and intelligent head coach in the National Football League. And I think Bill ultimately is going to look around the landscape and he's going to figure out if there's a quarterback that is suitable to run his offense while he tries to find the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Because I seriously doubt that Bill Belichick knows who the heir apparent is at this point to Tom Brady. It's just, it's hard to know. It's hard It's hard to know in the National Football League until you get a player playing in a system. So let's be clear about the Godfather statement, who that statement was really for. It was for Bill Belichick. So more news around um, this story broke uh, just a couple days ago. And, um, and it came out of our good friends over at TMZ Sports. I don't think TMZ gets enough credit for actually how legitimate of an organization it is, especially the TMZ Sports guys. Yeah, sure, they try to stir the pot a little bit, but that's what the media is supposed to do. So here's uh, here's Brett Favre, and I'm going to read a quote from you for you from Brett Favre, uh, courtesy of uh, TMZ.com. And here's the quote: I heard a lot of so-called experts say his age is catching up with him. I don't see that. I see a quarterback still doing what he does, but the cast around him was not up to par. I think his game is as good as it's ever been. And that is a quote from Brett Favre, pro football, Hall of Famer Brett Favre, (laughs) when talking about Tom Brady. Okay, so I'm going to dissect this for you. First thing you need to know is Brett Favre and Tom Brady have a relationship. Brett Favre and Tom Brady get along. Brett Favre and Tom Brady are friends. (laughs) So there was no way Brett Favre was going to say anything derogatory about Tom Brady at this stage. It wasn't going to happen. Brett Favre was just happy that somebody called him to ask him his opinion. (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, So Brett Brett made his statement. And and the one part of the statement that I want to concentrate on is the last part of the statement where he basically says, I think his game is as good as it has ever been. And if you watch Tom Brady at all over the last three years, there's no way that you could really like legitimately say that Tom Brady is as good as he's ever been. Look, he's not as bad as a lot of people thought he was going to be when he made it into his mid-40s. Like, Tom Brady's, like, 
43, I think, or about to become 43. He's going to be 43 sometime. <laughs> um, so Tom Brady is, is you know, he's up there in age. Um, to be fair, when you're a quarterback in the National Football League and you've been around as long as Tom has been, you've seen basically everything, which makes your job easier um, and you're able to do things that other people with, you know, one or two or three years of experience just simply can't do. And when you're Tom Brady and you've done it at such a high level throughout your entire career, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's understandable that a friend like Brett Favre would make the statement that he, he made. But let me be clear, Tom Brady is not as good as he has ever been at this stage of his career. If Tom Brady was as good as he's ever been, because I've seen the Patriots win Super Bowls with less talent than they had this year. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know they didn't have enough weapons and they needed more weapons for the age uh, that Tom is. They needed more weapons because of the stage of the career that Tom Brady is in at this point. So they didn't, you know, Brett got this right. They didn't surround him with enough pieces. But in his prime, he would have won a Super Bowl with that team. I mean, sure, he would have relied on a kicker to kick a field goal, but they would have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, so back to Giselle. <laughs> we have, other than the opening of, of today's podcast, we haven't talked about Giselle at all yet. And we do need to talk about Giselle. Um, and the question is, you know, where should where should Tom Brady go if he is ultimately going to leave New England? And the best place for him to go, hands down, for a wide variety of reasons, is Southern California. I'm just saying, like playing in a brand new stadium with the Los Angeles Chargers, a fan base that <laughs> that is tiny. I swear, if there were a badminton, a professional badminton team in Los Angeles, it would have more fans than the Los Angeles Chargers do. I mean, even the Rams, who went to the Super Bowl last year, were still struggling to get people into their stadium. I'm just saying Los Angelinos have not embraced a professional football team yet. And while the Rams have a huge edge, so they'll sell 60,000 of the 70,000 seats um, in that new stadium, and the Chargers will sell 30,000 of, of the seats, and they'll have 40,000 seats sitting there. I don't know. If, if, if you don't live here in the Silicon Valley, you might not know... <laughs> <laughs> you might not know what Camp Davis is, but um, it is an old joke about the Oakland Coliseum. And when they rebuilt it, um, uh, and they did an absolutely terrible job um, expanding that stadium for Al Davis. And so Camp Davis is, is where they put, where they actually just cover up the seats and then they they put over the seats on you know it's like um it's it's like a big sign that covers up the entire like areas of rows of people that aren't there and they cover it up and then they put like the raiders name on top of it as if they're proud of people that aren't there 
<laughs> That's what they're going to have to do with the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm just saying, they are in dire need of a public relations win, is the Los Angeles Chargers. And the best way, and I think maybe the only option that they have in Los Angeles um, is to bring Tom Brady in and sign him to a two or three year deal um, to be the starting quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, if we're going to get into a debate about on the field, you might have a different opinion about that. But if we're just talking about trying to fill a stadium, right? Like, I think Tom Brady's good for like maybe 20,000, maybe 30,000 more seats. And if the team does well, then maybe he can he can generate that extra sort of uh, that extra sort of interest in the Chargers. And if they have a really good season, then it will look great, you know. And then, you know, when the Chargers are bad, then there's going to be 20,000 people in that stadium. Trust me, I know the people in Los Angeles. I used to live there. <laughs> I, I know how they operate. I know what they're thinking. They're only there to support a winner. Um, and so Tom's a winner. And he is the GOAT. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. Sure, there's better passers like Aaron Rodgers. There's better statistical quarterbacks like Drew Brees. And even Phillip Rivers at time, at times was better than Tom Brady during certain stretches of his career. Still, if you got into the playoffs and if you were in a clutch game situation, I would want nobody other than Tom Brady to be my starting quarterback. I am just saying he has done an amazing job with his uh, career. Now, there's something I, I, I talk about a lot on the podcast, um, and it's what I call having a lot of heart. Um, and Tom Brady has a lot of heart, and he that's why he's the greatest quarterback of all time. You know, first person in, last person out understands the uh, flow of the game, doesn't get too down, doesn't get too high, um, is able to make adjustments, has seen everything, um, can lead um, players who don't want to be led and can lead players who want to be led in the right direction. Heart is what Tom Brady has. um, And he's had more of it than just about any other quarterback in the National Football League um, that I think I've ever seen. Um, and even despite like some of his, um, inabilities or lack of, um, lack of arm strength over the last, uh, last couple years. And, and that doesn't say a lot about TB12, does it? <laughs> well, actually, I think it says a lot about TB12 that Tom is still playing in the National Football League. But that being said, Tom Brady and Giselle should Look for a house in Los Angeles. That's where I want the Winnebago to end. Heck, I I know they even already have a place there. They wouldn't even have to go buy a new place. But maybe they need it. Maybe it was just their summer crash pad. And maybe they need something a little more fancy. I don't know. But I would love to see the Tom Brady Giselle reality show Winnebago show up in 
Los Angeles and have him be a member of the Los Angeles Chargers. I would I would also love the Chargers to go and draft their heir apparent to Philip Rivers this year if they can get them. Okay, so um, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, the Chargers have Tyrod Taylor, and Tyrod Taylor is probably better than Tom Brady is at this point of his career. And I would say to you, absolute nonsense. The biggest issue that the Los Angeles Chargers will have if they do bring in Tom Brady is shoring up that offensive line. But who doesn't say our offensive line needs to be shored up? Like there are 30 teams, 30, 32 teams in the National Football League and every single podcast and every single radio show and every single person in every one of those cities is going to discuss shoring up their offensive line. Now, the Chargers offensive line was bad this year. 4,500 plus yards for Phillip Rivers passing. I watched a lot of the games. And let me just say this, he got flat out pummeled. I would say 10 of his 20 interceptions were simply because he got flat out pummeled. By the way, uh, he did throw, uh, Phillip Rivers, that is, he did throw 26 uh, touchdown passes <laughs> this year. But yeah, that offensive line is bad. Maybe Probably worse than most of the other offensive lines in the National Football League today. So, um. Now, what if Tom doesn't go to Los Angeles? Where should Giselle and Tom take the Winnebago then? And uh, my my first thought was like, they should head to London. <laughs> they should put the Winnebago on a, on a boat and take it to London because the Jacksonville Jag- Jaguars are going to play two home games in London this year back to back. Look, let's just let's just cut out the nonsense already, Roger Goodell. Before the XFL beats you to it, or before the NBA beats you to it, just take that Jacksonville Jaguar football team and relocate them to London already. Or if you really think the Los Angeles Chargers aren't going to work out, let the Spanos family leave the country then. But let's get a team in London already. I am sick and tired of this um, taking away of other teams' home games and shipping them off to London. Let's just put a team there already. It makes no sense. So clearly Jacksonville could use a quarterback, right? And could you see Tom Brady playing in Jacksonville? And the answer is absolutely not. Could you see Tom Brady playing in Tampa? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, maybe Philip Rivers, but not Tom. Tom Brady's the GOAT. He's not going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's not going to end his career. I don't care how much cash they throw at him. <laughs> he is not going there to end his career. Normally, the landing spot for most great players like Emmett Smith, <laughs> Kurt Warner, is the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona is a perfect place to finish out your career if you were a great player in the National Football League, but that's not but that's not going to happen because they've got a um uh, a starting quarterback there as we all know. So, Tom doesn't actually have a lot of options. There aren't 
a lot of options. Like, he's not going to go to Chicago. <laughs> like, Tom Brady would actually look horrible in a Chicago Bears uniform. Uh, he's not going there. So his options are sort of limited. He's not going to Indianapolis. I had somebody say to me, well, what about the Colts? The Colts are set up. They're set up nicely. Why wouldn't he go to the Colts? Well, Peyton Manning. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to play on Peyton Manning. He doesn't want any part of being an Indianapolis uh, Colts quarterback. Trust me. The one other place, there's one other place that Tom Brady could go, and that is Tennessee. And it's actually a perfect fit for him if you look at the offense and you look at the weapons. There's a lot more weapons in Tennessee right now than he has in New England. And they've got a great running game, and they have a fantastic offensive line. It's a perfect place for Tom Brady to land. It's just that that they Ryan Tannehill might be a little bit better than Tom Brady is at this point of his career, at least in that system in Tennessee. I'm just saying. So Giselle is probably very happy to not take her Winnebago and end up in Tennessee and would be much happier being in Los Angeles and Beverly Hills and in Malibu than in Tennessee. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Um, I think we've, uh, we've covered as much of this Tom Brady story as we could possibly cover. Um, a couple uh, news and notes for you uh, real quick. Um, our Mighty Rip website is up. So if you go to mighty.rip, you can check it out. Uh, new content uh, daily. Uh, so do check it out. The podcast that you're listening to couldn't be heard uh, in a wide variety of places. Uh, we are um, over at Apple Podcasts now. Uh, just debuted there this week as well as Google Play, and uh, also debuted earlier in the week on Spotify. For, and now for the big end, for for the mighty rip, I am Dave DeBaugh, reminding you that sometimes players, coaches, and front office folks make horrifically bad decisions, and it's our job as fans to set them straight.